You are listening to Pod 2 Hyperpod, America's most cubular podcast. I'm new and improved Hypertease. <laughs> I'm Ben Sheets, and did you know that uh, it's not only hip to be square, it's, <laughs> it's hip to be cube. Hey. Hello, and I'm Cleveland Mosier, and uh, I'm not blind. I'm just mentally handicapped. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the year of the sequel continues, and this movie's got me feeling mentally handicapped, that's for sure. Hey, we're still being a lot more uh, politically correct than that film was. I, uh, <laughs> I can't believe they uh, adapted the weird PS3 baby commercial to a full-length movie. I am so glad. We picked this movie. Well, I picked this movie. Yes. This was this was my pick, and we're of course talking about Cube Two Hypercube, the uh, follow up to cult classic sci fi horror uh, film Cube, which came out in uh, two thousand. I want to say something like that. Yeah. Um, two thousand and two, exactly two decades ago. That's when this one came out. Yes. The, the first Cube came out in two thousand, I think. I think um, yeah. It might have been earlier than that. I think it might have been in the 90s. Was it? Yeah, like uh, 98. 97. Oh, 97. shit. 97. Wow. So it took them five years. To make this. Five years researching wow. the hypercube technology required to make Cube 2 hypercube. Uh, yeah, this movie. Was the original Cube a sleeper or something? Like did it, it was kind of a cult classic. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely like became more yeah. of a hit later. Got a boom on DVD. It was a not. yeah, mm-hmm. a, a very niche Canadian indie film that uh, has sort of gained a lot of uh, well earned renown over the years. Um, I will say that uh, I don't think Cube Two Hypercube has uh, gained the same cult esteem. For good reason. I'm glad we're talking about this movie, though, because I have a lot of personal history, actually, with this movie. Go for it. Uh, The first Cube I watched when I was in middle school at some point. It was, like, one of the first movies I rented on iTunes. And I remember it being the first real, like, horror movie that I got really into. And I kept looking up, like, theories on, like, what the ending meant, you mm. know, because it has a very ambiguous ending, the end of the first one. And so, you know, this was, like, middle school theory crafting of Ben. So when I heard that there was a sequel that might explain more, I was super excited. And I, it, it, was, it was back in the time of, of course, uh, Netflix DVD DVDs. mail orders. So and, you were around the age and demographic of what would now be like a Five Nights at Freddy's like SCP kid. Like, yeah, I was that like was, twelve or thirteen. Yeah, yeah. So you were like peak, like yeah, like there for like the 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 theorizing the lore of the spooky horror thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were like yeah. doing the the SCP like yeah Five Nights kind of thing. That was um, definitely me with the first Cloverfield when I, I think I was about oh, yeah. fifteen when that. Yeah, no doubt. I, I had the same experience. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. getting um, into the uh, the ARG of it, see, and the theorizing, like, and I, I have a lot of peers who kind of like like thumb the nose down like the the younger generation, like you know, getting obsessed with things like that or whatever. And like I'm like, no, man, we had we had those things too. It was this, you know, it was cube and shit like that. Yeah. Well, I I think the idea. I think the idea of you as as a as a young boy seeking out cube two hyper cube in the hopes that it would answer (laughs) uh, that it would give you more answers about the original cube. Oh, that's uh, that's so sweet and naive of you. Little little twelve year old Ben had a pretty bad time, huh? Because like. Even then, I was a little disappointed at the end <laughs> of sure. it. But I was like, well, I guess we got more answers. Like, the, the government agent people showed up. That's something, right? Right? I guess. I waste time for nothing. I think we right? could kind of already infer that from the first movie, right? Yeah. Um, well, and I will say, one of the movie's few benefits is it is still pretty schlocky. Oh, yeah. It's very you know, schlocky. It uh, schlocky, it yeah. has that going for it, at least, you know? And, like, some of the concepts are things you don't usually see in, like, schlock. It feels like it's trying to be smarter than it is. Or thinks that it's which smarter. Which is funny, 
You know, a lot of times. Goblin is Nilbog spelled backwards. Yes. What I like is uh, at one point in this movie, uh, one of the characters who like knows what this is, what the cube is or like has an idea about it. He's like sort of talking to himself. and He's like, we'll never get out of this one. The first one had rules, but not this one. And it it applies to the movie as well yeah. as like the cube, like because the first cube did have like rules, you know, that's the there's fun of it. that's yeah, they're there's a puzzle that the characters are trying to solve while, uh, you know, also dealing with personal uh, dramas and stuff like that. And we get to try and attempt to solve it with them. Yeah. The, the, the first one does a pretty good job of, like, pacing that out. I mean, especially compared to this one. I mean, yeah, it has some, uh, you know, it, it kind of does some logic leaps, you know, with, like, using the numbers and what I forget whatever the the formula they, it has something to do with prime numbers that are, like, etched on the, the like, doors on the way out of each cube. And they have like the, uh, the like mentally handicapped kid who's like a savant. So they use him as like a rain man. Like there's some leaps in logic like that, but it still feels like a puzzle that's being like solved. Whereas like this one, there are no rules and there isn't really a puzzle. It's just sort of like, what if the cube could bend time and space? It's a quantum cube, a tesseract. So because it doesn't have any rules, there's no like logic. Logic to the, it's just like them going from one room to another and uh, weird time space things happening and uh, they get menaced by uh, some uh, Windows 98 screensavers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they get menaced by an Odecker. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's the thing, like, because they're out of time and space, you know, or it's bending time and space, like, the stakes are basically completely removed because yeah. they see multiple versions of themselves and others. Yeah, because um, the, the hypercube contains all, uh, multiple realities because yeah. it's a four-dimensional cube. Yeah. I will say it is a bummer that, like, most of the traps are just, like, See, you know, yeah, screensavers. Really shitty 2002 CG. Yeah, very shiny yeah. chrome. Yeah, nobody gets cubed in this movie in the same way. Shiny and chrome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go to Valhalla. Yeah, this this movie is so... Screensavered and chrome. This movie is so sterile and kind of, like, kind of visually boring, I think. Not even kind of. The original cube, like, the set is cool. Like, the panels have, like bits of like kind of code like worked into them like they look they look almost like a bit like big computer chips and the colors change throughout the rooms and, yeah like, the panels like pulsate and stuff and well that was like the the charm of the of the first one is like they built this one set and then they just changed the colors of the lights behind the walls to you know, simulate them entering different rooms and there are different traps and stuff. And, and this it's, one it's is really, just like it's a, you 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 get to kind of play slot machines like with your brain in it. Like there's a bit of a gambling mm-hmm. factor, and then each time they enter a new room in the original one, is it like laser wire? Is it you know? There are like, all is kinds of different me? traps that they like, have to. Yeah, yeah each one is a different yeah. saw trap in some capacity. So them like figure out the rules of like throwing their shoes in to begin with to test it out. Stuff like that, like, is cool and it's fun because there's still like some visual grip. Like, it, it still looks neat, even if it's the same thing over and over again, and the color has changed. But here, well, every a lot of the room is the same color. Too, yeah. Like, yeah, like it's it's all just white. It's yeah. always white cubes. Yeah, well, the you know, like we said, the the first one is very minimal in its setup, but it makes the most of the minimalism. Yeah, where this one tries to be more minimal. And because of it, you lose, you know, the charm. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. you know, they're not making the most of it. They're doing the same thing, but they're trying to be cleaner, I guess. Yeah, and it's like it removes some of... It, it removes, like, the tension of, like, entering a new room and having to, like, test for the, these, like, different traps and stuff. Like, ooh, what kind of, like, booby trap is this room going to contain? And this one is just, like, they go from room to room and they, like, see other versions of themselves 
and every now and then in one of the rooms a uh a really shitty cg effect will uh do something cut them up or knock their heads off for first year blender animation student yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i mean the the effects in this movie have not aged well at all oh boy no i mean i feel like they're pretty par for the course for like a a, like a low to mid budget like schlocky sci-fi sequel but like man they look terrible now there's something kind of charming to that in a way kind of Uh, but just in how silly it looks it gets uh weird like shifting tesseract that appears in the middle of one of the rooms and becomes like a weird like spike cube turns into like a blender and just starts, yeah uh, flying at people <laughs> that, i mean that's very funny it is but it goes on for way way oh, yeah. way too long because like the blind girl gets trapped in one corner of the room and then like the oh, protagonist has God, to like yeah. save her while there's Staying up against the wall to avoid the, the big direction. spinning. Yeah, she's like, come to my voice, and then she runs the opposite direction. Even though, like, like, previously they've set up that, like, the blind girl is, uh... Her, her secret power is basically that she can hear really well because she's like, oh no, something's bad's coming from this direction and she we have can, to go the other way. Yeah, she can hear the screensavers coming, basically. Yeah. <laughs> which I kind of called at the beginning when established she's blind. I'm like, oh yeah, well, yeah, she's going to have some sort of heightened well, sense that like, helps yeah, them. I The joke I made was that she can smell the way out, uh, which honestly I think would have been more fun. Dude, no, later on she does say, I can smell it. Well, yeah, she can smell that somebody died in the room, but it was right after that. It was right after Jerry got blended up by by the the cube cube. Well, let's break down the characters here because we have a handful of characters and they're all sort of distinct enough. Sort of. So we have our uh, main lady, Kate. Yes. Hero lady. That's her name. She's a nurse. And we know that because she is dressed in white. You know what I'll say? Not terrible. Kmart Michelle Williams. Yeah, but not too... Maybe, like, uh, well, I don't know. It's a step up from Kmart. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe... So. Her acting wasn't terrible, especially compared to the other. I mean, compared to the others, she was, you know, like a, the, an Academy Award winner. But I thought she held her own fair enough, like, against, like, the Windows backgrounds and, like, the other really terrible actors. Yeah, she's probably yeah. the best actor in a movie full of shitty actors. Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. the least shitty actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we have... Uh, Discount Rowdy Roddy Benoit. Yeah, so the Chris um, Benoit, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah, uh, or uh, Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> yeah, um, and he was, you know, a private detective. Yeah, we find out later that he's psychopath. that he's a private investigator. But yeah, he's. He get, but yeah, like he has no reason to hold that back earlier on. No, well, that's the thing. He's none looking of, for someone. Nor like a private investigator's like, hi, I'm looking for this person. Like none. Of, that's the thing. None of them have a good reason for not being forthcoming about who they are. And that ultimately is the whole mystery because there's no logic into like finding their way out of the hypercube. The, the discovery is figuring out who everybody is and how they're connected to this scenario. Well, it's yeah. One of the many aspects of this script that is, it just really highlights some amateur writing. Mm-hmm. Um, the key one for me is there are at least three characters that are three deaths, I should say, because some characters, spoiler, die multiple times because it's yeah. time shit. Um, uh, there are at least three deaths or so where characters give up on life because they've delivered all the exposition they need to give. <laughs> Yep, we yes. have a military man. The colonel. The colonel, yeah. yeah. The colonel, like, he's like, well, I've delivered all the useful information I need. I can die now. And he, like, absolutely, like, kills himself for no reason. Like, he goes really far out of his way to to die. 
Yeah, well, it's like he handcuffs himself to the wall. Well, when they find him, he's trying to hang himself first and they get him down and try to like figure out who he is. And then like the first uh, screensaver attacks them, which is a a slowly moving sort of uh, ghost wall, I guess. Looks terrible. There's like slowly moving across the room towards them. Uh, You know what actual wall would have been scarier? Yeah, I agree. And just like crush him like uh, in Saw like, Six, yeah, or like the trash compactor in Star Wars, yeah, what, or Saw yeah, 6, or, yeah. Saw, or Saw Five, yeah, it's Saw Five, Saw Five, uh, yeah. Saw Five, yeah. Uh, Saw Five, Star Wars, same movie, but yeah. anyway, <laughs> basically, uh, yeah, it, it would have been better, like if it had been like, but yeah, they're like yeah. they're like trying to get out of the room, and he, I don't know where where does he get those handcuffs from. Yeah, he was handcuffed to the briefcase at the very beginning. Oh, oh yes, empty. that's right, that's right, that's right. Because there's that the really key. funny shot of him, like, banging the briefcase against the wall. Yeah. Yep. That's right, yeah. And so terribly he, acting, yeah. So, yeah, he handcuffed... Oh, no. We don't know why he was handcuffed to the briefcase. There's nothing in the briefcase. But, yeah, he unlocks that. We never find then, out what was in there, too. That's such bullshit. And then handcuffs himself to, like, the ladder and then eats the key. Well, Kate tries to help him, and he's like... Wondering where the key is. And he's like, <laughs> and he "What this down. key?" And he eats it, and then uh, very funny. And then he gets slowly, slowly swamped by the big wet wall. And uh, I get we don't really see what it does. Like no, it, they, they don't really well, deliver. We on it. it goes over the it going over the briefcase. Yeah, and it like rusts. It. Yeah, it's like ra- it like it. rapidly ages it or yeah. something. I guess I just <laughs> he handcuffs himself to the ladder and eats the the key and then like as it's moving towards him he's like oh god this is gonna hurt. <laughs> it's like what well, you could have prevented a dog. Yeah, easily if you had done nothing you would have survived. <laughs> Like it's so weird, and uh, well, and like yeah, the he's the one who has the line about like the first one had rules, but we'll never get out of this one or whatever, and, and like that's that's the extent of his character is that he's a colonel, so he knows about this hypercube project, and he knows that he's gonna die from being like, inside it. Spoilers, you just have to wait the time, right? <sighs> yeah. I think so. We'll we'll talk we'll talk about that because the ending does not make much sense. But uh, yeah, we don't yeah, need we'll to get, get there. That, we don't need right? to get there. Yeah, we let's um, let's unpack the rest of our characters. Yeah, so yeah one thing at a time. Uh, the colonel. We had. Uh, we have the useless blind girl. Yes. Who. I guess turns out to be important, kind of later, but nothing, but, but, but nothing, not because but they, not. they don't do anything with that. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, like it's they keep talking about like this Kaiser Soze character who's like the ultimate hacker, mm-hmm. and uh, everyone's like, oh yeah, Kaiser Soze, and like, who, other- who hacked into uh, two military fighter jets and made them crash in order to protest military spending. So dumb. <laughs> Um, I noticed that... Like, uh, killing the pilots? Like, or what? Like, I don't even know. But, like, uh, anyway, yeah, they, yeah they're, they're doing, like, this, oh, Kaiser's a character, and it's revealed that, like, our, our blind character that we'd previously mentioned was, like, could hear the walls coming or whatever. Like, she does that, like, almost savant, like, she's like, oh, it's a bad thing! Bad things are coming! Yeah, and it it's sounds like, wrong. Like, like, a, like a blind prophet kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it sounds wrong. Whatever that means. So it's like they're feeling it out, you know, like they're like our, our little, like, prophet, blind prophet character or whatnot. And then... It's like okay, cool. They just have a really acute sense of sound, and there's just something about it that's that feels like that's uncanny and bad. And they've had enough time to hear it as it's coming towards them. I can work with that. It's not great, but I can get I can get past it, right? But then it's revealed that she's the Kaiser Soze, right? Yeah, she's the the, the hacker or whatever. And they do nothing with that. It's just that's the reveal. Is oh, it was her. And then, and then once she's given that information away, like she, she just she completely gives do up. Anything, yeah. she, she doesn't just not do anything. Like she becomes like super nihilistic and just sits there and lets yeah, herself die. Yeah, because she's like, if I couldn't figure it out, then you're never going to be able to figure it out. Yeah. It's like we never. She never tried. 
Like no, she do doesn't ever... do any. She's a, she's a. We found her like quivering in a corner, and she that ends is that way. That's the extent of what she does for the entire movie. Is they go into a room and she like hides in the corner, being frightened, and then uh, a bad CG effect appears, and uh, Kate has to continually go out of her way to save her. So does she hack in Braille? I guess. Yeah, like sneakers. <laughs> Have you like ever in seen sneakers. the movie Sneakers? I do. I let us a good movie. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I like, like that, that film. But, uh, I just watched a lot on VHS. Well, the whole concept of her plan is baffling, right? Like, yes. she, she's the mastermind behind it all who set it up, but then realized how it's being used and tried to blow the whistle on this Eyes-On Corporation. And... Uh, after blowing the whistle, they were after her. So she s- snuck into the hypercube where they're never going to chase her. Yeah. Even though... Where she knows that it's, like, impossible to get out yeah. of Like, she knows how bad it is. Yeah, she's like, I, I hid from them in the only place I knew they would never follow me. It's like... Uh, okay. Yeah. And I, it's like I jumped into a volcano because I knew that the people chasing me wouldn't also jump into the volcano. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. Well, I guess I guess the twist is like she was carrying like what source code or something in her little unclear thing. what that. Well, yeah, she has like something. On, she has like a medallion on 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 her yeah. like on a she necklace. She brought it and, in to destroy it, I guess. Yeah, at the very end, they're like, do you have the device? And, like, she hands them that, and it, like, they put it into, like, a glass box, and it's, like, all, it's, like, floating, but what actually is it? Yeah, who knows? Uh, Yeah, was it, like, like, I thought it was, like, maybe, like, a flash drive with, like, the, like, the story or whatever that she was going to release. Yeah, but they they call it, they call it the device. Mysterious. Mysterious. It's, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? That's what it is. It. It. It's. Uh, and. It, and I hate that. I hate that. Like deeply. I, th- I yeah, think that it's. It sucks. It's <laughs> such a cop out. And it's, it's so unsatisfying. It's lazy. And I. It. It makes me mad. It you, making me mad. You know what the worst part is? I remember when I was watching this on DVD back in the day. They had an alternate ending too. Oh really? Oh my god. It was an extended ending. Where the only two things that are shared is the the secret corporation is responding to the government. They're, like, taking orders from the government, A. Okay. And B, they tell her that she was only in there for six minutes and 59 seconds. Oh! Yeah. Oh, that's so dumb. She was the first one to escape. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Um, we got a few more characters to get through yeah, first. Yeah, that makes yeah. no sense. We've got uh, we've got Jerry, who uh, designed the door panels for <laughs> yeah. the, the sensors, the, the sensors, yeah. specifically the sensors on the door panels. Yeah. But is ultimately useless. Like his knowledge of the door sensors or whatever doesn't come into play well, at all. It's weird that. Also, yeah, he yeah he's supposed to be the kind of smart character, but we've got the the dementia lady, which we'll get into in a second. Like she she sees the the pattern on the wall, the design of the wall, and says, "Ooh, it's a tesseract." It's a tesseract, yeah. And Jerry like is like, "Can you say that again?" Like like he he's like he's kind of familiar with the word, and then he perfectly explains what a tesseract yeah. is. And like it's like, does he know or does he not know what a tesseract is? You know, like yeah, well, it's he, this weird like. He doesn't seem like he's slowly remembering it. It's like he just kind of needed to know it to give the exposition, yeah. and then and then perfectly knows what a tesseract is. It wasn't like, oh, say that again. Yeah, you know? he like, explains. He's like, what do you can, you can you say that word? You know, like it's weird the way I produce. He like explains it. the concept of the tesseract to them and kind of talks about the idea of like a four dimensional space. Yeah. 
but doesn't use that to like he doesn't come up with a plan to like help them get out he's not like a, a, a mathematician or anything so he doesn't understand any of the the equations written on the wall when they fa- find that like physicist or whatever who i guess also worked for the company who did something or other so it's like all of these characters are fucking pointless, except to deliver specific pieces of exposition. They don't actually have any skills that help no, like, and, and figure any of this shit out. Here's the other thing. You bring up how like, the characters are all sort of, like in some capacity, tied back to the event in some way, right? This is not uncommon in these types of films. Saw 2 does this as well. Where, like, all of the characters are relate in some way to each other, but we have to kind of uh, figure out cryptically how they are. And, uh, un, un, you know, we have to unlock the... We have to kind of put together that jigsaw puzzle, as it were, to know, like, oh, and it turns out that they're all related back to the, the protagonist because his dad is a cop who arrested all of them. Yep. Or something like that. And uh, it's because Jigsaw is doing that intentionally to fuck with everything, right? Like, he's he's playing the strings. Yeah, the, and, he's, he's... The whole point of the game in Saw 2 is he's fucking with Donnie Wahlberg. Right. And, like, it has purpose. Your son is in a safe place. Like, it all comes around right it's dumb but at least like it's thought out um whereas here like all of the characters are tied into each other in some capacity and there is but no reason nothing. for it yeah other than for like the viewer like it's it's to deliver us that exhibition music oh this is what movies do right and you're trying to figure out who they all are so they're trying to figure it out but like for the characters they have no motive in that like and they're not rewarded in any capacity it's, because like oh yeah i was the lawyer who works for this company and oh i was the uh you know i designed the door panels and oh i was a, i'm a physicist with dementia now and i can't do this and like they all have something to do with Enzon or or Curzon Izon. or Izon. Izon. Sorry, Enzon and Curzon are Star Trek characters. But anyway, like um the with <laughs> the Izon, uh, uh yeah, they're all tied back to Izon in some capacity, and doesn't do anything for the plot. Like no one gets to have the big revelation where it's like, oh, and because it's Izon, the doors operate like this. We earn nothing through through that. Yeah, yeah they don't reveal skills. They just reveal who they are. And not even skills related to who they are, which is, like, the most important thing. Like, at its core, this movie is, like, an escape room movie, right? Yeah. Like, that's the whole concept, uncovering clues to escape the room. Well, like, you're revealing exposition. There are no clues to escape the room. Exactly. You're not revealing any clues. There's no sense of discovery in this movie. No. Well, I mean, there kind of is about, like, who everybody is, but it's ultimately unimportant. Yeah, well, it's exposition discovery. It's not discovery with any sort of utility for the characters in this movie. The, they don't use it in any way. No, it, it's more like a sense of, I'd rather watch two rhinos fucking on the Discovery Channel Discovery. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's the joke. Well, uh, I didn't say it was due. I didn't promise anything. They're, they're, we didn't sign a contract. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because you have all these chances to uncover things. Like... Uh, one of the other characters we haven't really gotten into is the old senile lady, mm-hmm. right? And she is like a she was a brilliant mathematician. It's revealed, and you know, I I think when I first saw this movie, I thought, oh, okay, so they're going to like do the savant thing that they did with the first. Movie. She'll have a moment of lucidity and see the the physicists equations written all over the wall and she'll understand it and have some type of breakthrough and maybe reveal part of the answer before she slips into another bout of dementia or something. Yeah. And she she delivers but, like a tiny bit of exposition, but, nope. but it doesn't do anything Yeah, for well us. the extent of her lucid reveal is Oh, that's a tesseract on the wall. Yeah, and then and then it revealed that she works for Izon or whatever. The whole point of like her reveal is that okay, we know that it's Izon who is responsible for this. But what does that ultimately mean? Like the 
the goal of this film is like the opposite of the goal of the original. The original one does not give a shit about who or why. That's one of the things I like about the original. We never figure that out. Who put them into this situation and why did they do it? We never know. It's not important. The whole goal is them getting out and, you know, one of them does at the end. This one is the complete opposite because... The whole point of this movie is who is doing this. There's never a how. I mean, they're trying to get out, but there's no logic to it. And all of the exposition, all of the reveals are revealing who and not how. And I think that's way less interesting because ultimately, who gives a shit who's doing this or why? I guess uh, a weapons manufacturer who's working for the U.S. government. Big surprise. I mean, I think we could have intuited that from the original well, one without being told, right? I, I thought they do that as like a bit in the original one, and then it's clear that it isn't. And it's scarier because it isn't. Well, I mean, they speculate, but there's yeah. never any indication of who or why. Well, yeah. yeah, and it's almost... Like, you know, it, yeah, it ends with the guy, like, just walking into the bright light, which yeah. is so good. It's indicated that it's, like, purgatory in some ways, too, right? Because, right. like, he wet, walks into the white light at the end. Exactly. He's the only mm-hmm. innocent, yeah. you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we talked about that on our, uh, um, on our review of the original one. I, I thought they were going to try to do something clever with, like, the senile old lady. Like, it would make it would make sense for her to be, like, the one who has the knowledge to get them out, but they have to figure out how to coax it out of her, like, demented brain. But uh, the crazy private investigator just stabs her to death yeah. because he thinks that she's lying. Which is a shame, because I will say... While she was definitely overacting, I did find her performance kind of fun. In a room kind of way, yeah. Not even in a room kind of way, because Red Dress Lady was room kind of way. (laughs) Yeah. But Old Lady was, like, just... So over the top. It's like, it up. yeah, it's like cartoonish, like, sweet old Midwestern lady. Yeah. Like... She is an old lady, but she's putting on, like, fake old lady voice. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? She's like, oh, dearie, can you can you help me find my stepdaughter, my daughter-in-law or whatever? <laughs> it's just like, yeah. it's so fucking... It's, yeah, it's a, it's a cartoon interpretation of dementia. Yeah. And um, and just you have old, of the elderly in general. And uh, in, in no way reflective of, like, how dementia, like, actually operates. Sure. And, like, just with a, with a slight tweak, you just she does it a little bit less that's really all you need to do you know like it, I'm yeah. not, i don't it, care if this movie depicts dementia accurately like by the no, way well, like I could, I could give a shit it's but a, like it's a schlock interpretation of dementia yeah well, it's, a, it's a child's interpretation of it like like it's it, you know it's almost past schlock like at this point it, it's um again like it's like a like a children's cartoon and i think that yeah, with just a slight tweak, it would have been neat. I because I do I do really like that idea because uh, it's it, I think it's good sequel material. Um, uh, again on paper because you have uh uh, uh you know it, it rhymes. It's it's same but different. Yeah, the uh, we have a character who is like has mental problems. Like in the first one, we have the characters of savant, and in this one, she's you know she's uh, she has dementia, but. She used to be a really good mathematician, so at times she's still going to be really helpful. At other times, you know, they're going to have to take care of her. That's great. Also, because she's an old lady and she's lived her life and possibly also works for the company, like for the evil company, we can kill her off. Like, so you still get, like, a similar theme and a similar character to the original, but you can murder them, you know, in this case, which means it won't end the same way, which it doesn't in fairness. But, like, it's just that the execution is terrible. But, like... I think it's a Hell, good idea. She could have she could have been the one who designed the whole hypercube and doesn't remember because, you know, she's in the throes of dementia, but every now and then a little bit of that lucidity comes in and she can give them a, a tidbit of something like crazy that they have to do, you know, to escape or something like that. But nope. However, we have yet to talk about the uh two Truly most useless characters. Yes. We have uh, Cleveland's co-worker, Max, the uh, game dev oh, hacker yes. man. Hardy Har. Yeah. He looks, that actor looks <laughs> like if Matthew Broderick and Hugh Jackman did the Dragon Ball Z fusion dance. 
And then you bought them at the dollar. And then you bought them at the dollar tree. (laughs) Yeah, he he does nothing um, except he's the one who delivers the exposition about like the mysterious Kaiser Soze hacker. That's his only purpose. He has a serious lisp too. (laughs) Yes, that as well. Um, And then we have we can't forget uh, Red Dress Lady, who is probably the worst actor in a film full of bad actors, who, again, serves no purpose other than she's a lawyer who works for Aizen. But what does that give us? It's a sequel, man. We got to have a sex scene in our sequel. To sell yeah. to, to, to the horny teens. Well, yeah. that that ultimately ends up being those two characters' purpose is they get separated and become inexplicably horny. And uh, I mean, it answers the age-old question: <laughs> What if you have sex in the cube? <laughs> <laughs> But well, what if though? But well, we found out what if uh, <laughs> you have sex forever until you're a skeleton. Yep, yep, yeah. They get skeletonized. That's what they. Yeah, they they. Well, first off, uh, they get they get speed ramped into becoming skeletons, which is the funniest goddamn thing. Man, I've this ever. sex scene is fucking wild. It's, it's so <laughs> fucking weird. It's so two thousands. It's like, and also it's like aggressively horny for this movie. Yeah, like the. When they start, like, first of all, this director, who we noticed was also the cinematographer, um, he loves extreme close-ups a little bit too much. He loves Uh, a little bit of all of it a little bit He pulls pulls off a lot of extreme close-ups, like, very poorly. But, like, when they start making out, they're in, like, one of those extreme close-ups, and you can see, like, strings of spit, like, (laughs) between their (laughs) mouths while they're, like, making out. And then it just, like, then they're standing on top of, like, a fan because her dress is, like, blowing up around them like Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> and the camera... Man, he loves his, his rotating camera. Oh, man. I was getting dizzy was, in this that's, movie. Yeah, when I said he loves, like, yeah, there, too much stuff yeah, there's much, that, that's the bit. That like, one scene shot, like, like, where... Like, people make fun of Michael Bay for having, like, a couple of shots like that in his movies, but here it's, it's any time there's any dialogue, which is most of the movie... Um, uh, the camera is just constantly moving in a circle around. There's one scene in particular, and it keeps changing yeah. direction, and there's no thought, you know, like placed into like why the direction has changed, at what way. It's just because it's interesting, well, and it's like it's like I'm just getting motion sick. Please stop. I it's like the camera's just constantly spinning around and like really close to these people's faces. It's like well, please enough, yeah, thing, like, like slow like, down, please, just just stop. Directing a group of people can usually be kind of challenging figuring out the blocking for where everyone goes so it feels motivated the thing is the the camera work here when it's dialogue scenes it doesn't feel motivated it feels like oh this is a boring scene let's make it fun by moving the camera sprinkles on shit yeah i mean maybe it the intent is that like oh it's supposed to be disorienting the hypercube is disorienting they're trying to uncover this like twisty turny uh uh plot or whatever i mean like on its face excessive make the argument oh, hey, it's trying to be claustrophobic. We're doing these extreme close-ups yeah. and these rotating shots to make the walls feel like they're coming in on you. But the thing is, you can't just make all of the shots. Well, yeah, it feels like it's shot by like a film student who's like a little bit too excited about all the stuff they've learned, you know, yeah. and they want to cram it all into the movie. I just... My probably my favorite shot of the film from uh, a, an incompetent standpoint is a uh, crazy uh, private investigator like gets up into Jerry's face at one point, the first of several times. Um, but it's in like a super close up 
two shot, but the de- the private detective is a little bit taller than Jerry, so the frame like cuts Jerry off like halfway down his face. You only see like the top half of his head, and then like the just like the face missing the top and chin of the the private detective, and it looks awful. Yeah, it's yeah. such a badly framed like, shot. They're just it's talking so like funny. Two inches, like like an inch, like from each other's mouths. Right. Well, that's and oh, like, that's and I was just the whole time. I'm just like kiss, kiss, kiss. Well, that one's later. Yeah. That's not the one I'm oh, talking you're about. You're a different one. God, I'm talking there's, about an earlier so one. Times. But yeah, the, that one you're talking about later is when like the private detective has like snapped and he's basically just going room to room, killing Jerry over and, and over again, him, presumably. and presumably but they don't eating show him. Like, I guess blood coming from his mouth or anything. Like they don't make that. They but yeah, he. They, there's no showing for that. Yeah, I mean, but later, I mean, there's multiple no blood times he says, you know, I'm fucking hungry. Well, he says I'm hungry, but like he, we don't see him eat anything. There's no fake blood yeah. dribbling out of his mouth or anything. I wish well, they would have. There's it's the same. there's the old uh, version of him later who shows up when he's got all he's wearing like all the watches and like a bunch of that one girl's like name tag and stuff, and then he's like covered in blood. So presumably the only way he he's been able to survive uh, so many years in the hypercube is by killing and eating Jerry over and over <laughs> again. But yeah, that that one scene where he finds like a, a past Jerry who hasn't met him yet and doesn't know who he is and he's like getting up in his face, like that whole scene, he is like an inch away from Jerry's face and it's just and they like, both have goatees that match <laughs> and so it's like this really weird like kind of thing where it's like these two men are like talking to each other with their like literally an inch apart with the camera right up it's on like it. it's and like it's just like, weirdly, like we're, we're like nestled inside between their two goatees it's like weirdly homo, it's like it's, weirdly homoerotic I hated it's like, it. like <laughs> and again like I'm, I'm bi like I that's whatever but like it's it just like it's just these two like sweaty kind of beefy men not like fun beefy but like roast beef beefy yeah kind of like men. like chubby chubby yeah. dudes with like their like their goatees and it's like it's almost like like if their goatees were dipped in paint and they just like pressed against each other's faces and left the same goatee mark i don't know how to describe <laughs> why it's so weird to me but they have like matching goatees and their faces are like right next to it's each like other it's like one of those things where like two people would never ever have to put their faces that close together unless they were gonna kiss you know yeah. like well, it's I, absolutely it's so intimate close, it almost feels like you're the third person in the kiss. Yeah. 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 yeah it's like you're intruding but yeah i mean yeah i, I guess that scene ends with him killing and eating jerry off screen yeah. and again but, if uh, you're into jerry's like that that's that's totally cool and like i but like for me it was it was hard i do that, think it's funny that he just starts jerry hunting just yeah. killing jerry over collecting over his uh, collecting his watch over and over <laughs> again and so like he just has like his full arm is just like covered in yeah. jerry's watch it's a fun that, idea even though there's really no reason for him to have his psychotic break or that's what i that's exact i i'm so glad you said that because that was about to be my next point is that yeah. like that character is a psycho for no reason because the last movie had a psycho i guess yeah but he was like a cop you know who like had a history of violent of like oh, no 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 like you're right like yeah the original movie actually explains it and everything yeah I'm i saying, mean like, his... from the creator's perspective all oh, the last movie had a psycho right like... yeah this this guy is just like well he has a knife because just because and uh i i love when they ask him like why do you have a knife he's like i collect knives but he only has the one knife like i don't it's such a weird detail it's like it's he not that cool of a knife like if he if he's, if he's a knife yeah, collector like why is that the knife, knife. Yeah, but yeah, he keeps like threatening people with the knife, and then he eventually finds the the girl who he like who he was hired to find or whatever, and and just kills her for no reason. I mean, well, multiple times because we see that he keeps collecting her name tag too. But like the first time he finds her and kills her, he's like he he says something really fucking stupid like um. 
I love these alternate dimensions or something like that. It's just like his his psychotic break is just like totally unmotivated. Much like, like me, uh, the multiverse made him snap once again. <laughs> like, I guess he's always like kind of aggressive and on edge, but there's not like a ter- there's not like a, a, a moment or something where there is a moment where he suddenly is evil. Like, he does have a heel turn moment, but nothing causes it. Nothing causes... I mean, I guess it's kind of after he sees an alternate him get its head knocked off by a polygon that comes out of the wall. Yeah, after, uh, you know, he opens a door and... He sees himself murdering the old the lady. old lady. Yeah, I guess that's kind of the moment where he snaps. But yeah, right after that, he calls the blind girl a cripple. So we know he's bad. Well, yeah, none of that makes much sense. No, <laughs> I think we've not much. Put, we've already put more thought into this. Not much right makes sense in this movie yeah. in general. <laughs> well, let's talk about the set pieces, the the kill rooms. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, I guess we kind of already we, have. Yeah, we've, yeah, we've talked them. about most of them. There is the uh, time dilation room, which just looks like a shit post. Oh, yeah. Where Red Dress Girl goes in first and computer hacker guy or game dev is still outside. And we see from her perspective and he's moving in like super slow motion. And then we see from his perspective and she's like moving really fast. (laughs) That's yeah. Wow. Time dilation. That's kind of fun, I guess. I I will say like one of the things this movie's credit is they do some kind of like creative camera tricks and stuff with like the rooms all have like a different like gravitational orientation so it's like you go through one and you go through like a wall but you come out like on the ceiling of the next room or whatever and they do some kind of clever stuff with that where like jerry and the the investigator like take off all their clothes and tie them together to make like a a rope so they can lower down the blind girl and the crazy yeah, old lady like that know, effect is done is, is done pretty well the few hundred shots in this movie i'd say there's about eight pretty pretty neat <laughs> yeah you know? yeah there's some there's some fun uh, playing you know, around with like cool. spatial perspective yeah that stuff is way better to me than like the shitty cg like traps or yeah. whatever which are so uninteresting and like uninspired yeah well it's funny because it's clear that this one had a bigger budget than the first one but they didn't could have fooled the me budget anywhere near as well as effectively yeah, yeah. well uh, this movie a bigger budget because of all the fucking cg yeah but it fe- the movie feels cheaper yes. than the first yes. one mm-hmm. yeah there's that shot where it's showing like time dilation in the multiverse where like it like splits into three. Oh and, god yeah where she jumps out onto the the investigator and yeah. it looks terrible but she doesn't quite jump far enough so they like cg her to jump a little yeah there. well yeah i mean it's obvious they had to do it on a green screen so they can like split the room up into three so we can see it happening three times simultaneously but that the effect looks it look what it looks like is uh like the effects that like Neil Breen uses, yes, yeah, where he when he's like jumping, what is, what is that uh, twisted pair? The one where he has like the superpowers, and he's like jumping, yeah, and it, it's just like obvious that it's like him against a green screen, and it just like picks him up and moves him on top of something, <laughs> yeah, like, like cuts himself out in Photoshop and just yeah, moves it's, it. It's yeah. that it's that kind of effect. It, it looks it looks. I'll be awful. right here. <laughs> um. Well, and they they do it they do it again too. <laughs> When, when uh, she escapes at the very end. I want to get into that, but first we have oh. to mention that, like, one of the puzzles or whatever things that they're trying to figure out is they keep seeing this same number all over the place, like, scratched on the wall, 60659. Yeah, it might as well be. Um, yeah, 60659. And, like... 
it's scratched on the wall in several rooms they come into, like where they find the dead physicist and like all of his like crazy scrawlings, like that's the answer that he we has never like see him alive. Nope. Well, when they find him, he seems to be dead because they're like, ooh, he stinks. And then he has one moment where he's like <gasps> And then just like closes his eyes and is dead again. Yeah, like it's, the, so it's, funny. it's like a Mel Brooks comedy bit. Like because they all they, when they find up, like alive and then dead again. Yeah, and alive and dead. When they find him, like they comment on the smell, like the smell of of like him rotting because he's dead. So why is he alive again for just one quick second? He's Enough just to a take very like a stinky man. <laughs> yeah, he's just really stinky. He's just, yeah, he's been there for a long time. He's been shitting in his pants. Um... But yeah, so they they keep seeing this number. They can't figure it out. What is 60659? What is it? Well, it gets down to the end. Kate is the only one left. The the hypercube is collapsing in on itself um, because it's out of control. And like implosion. It's imploding every door she goes to. There's like some bad CG effect on the other side that'll that might get her. So she's she's trapped in the room and she uh, she's killed the detective guy or whatever. And she looks at his wrist and at all of the Jerry watches and uh, the time is 6.06 and like counting up. She's like, of course, it's an expiration date. It's counting up to 6.06 and 59 seconds. And somehow that allows her to get out i don't i the thing collapses she opens up a door in the floor and then does another like shitty neil breen jump into a screensaver down i go and then she's out of the cube yeah and that's it we get that terrible cg shot from them looking on the other side of the 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 cube where you just get the outline of the you know oh yeah mm-hmm. it's it's dog but, shit i mean like, that is man i've got so many questions <laughs> like okay so it was an expiration date okay so 60659 sure it's a time on the clock she has to wait till that amount of time but in the same scene the evil dude has like aged hundreds of years or whatever. Yeah, and in multiple sections, in multiple parts, they find like skeletonized death, corpses, skeletonized corpses of themselves. Yeah, so how so, like, time has been accelerating? So like, like what? Well, and they what say age of time. Like whose time multiple, is it? Six oh six five nine. Exactly. Whose time is it? Whose time is it anyway? And mul- <laughs> and multiple times, multiple characters say it's only a matter of time. Yeah, and sure enough, Which I did. I did like when the old lady said. I mean, I did. You don't have to be a fucking genius, but like the, no, the old lady all, was like, yeah. "It's only a matter of time." And I'm like, "Oh, it's, like, oh, it's the thing." Yeah, he's in a. Your son is in a safe and secure. Yeah, that's state. right. I said yeah. yes. Yeah, that's right. She, she, she. It's only a matter of time. I said yeah, and your son's in a safe place. Like yeah, too. exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, and then the final quote unquote reveal or whatever is that Kate wasn't actually a psychiatrist or whatever. She's like an a, a government agent who they sent in to find the blind hacker girl and get the device that she has around her neck that does what? What? Is it like is that the the missing piece that like whoever like the device is like a fixed point and that whoever's holding the device like that's their time or whatever. So it's like if it gets to 60659 when you're holding the device like that's how you get it. but they don't they don't even hint at that. They don't like that's nope. me trying to logic this shit Some out. Game theory shit. We're, we're like, the... there's no way to like understand, like, or to 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 come to any conclusions this movie without pulling some game theory bullshit. Yeah, this is the type of lore that thirteen year old me was not interested in uh, figuring out. See, that's the thing. I never watched the third cube movie because i was like i don't care anymore well i did see that cube zero is uh written by the same people as this one so uh (laughs) probably not worth it yeah which is a bummer because like the first one is so good and like 
you don't have to completely reinvent the wheel. Yeah, I mean, it feels... This one, uh, this is just me guessing, but especially considering that it's five years after the original came out, it feels like the first one came out, went under the radar, was not very successful... A few years go by, it starts to get some cult acclaim. People be like, hey, this Cube movie that came out a couple years ago was actually pretty good. And Executives then are like, hey, people are picking dollar up signs, Dollar signs, dollar signs. We, we got to get another one going yeah, right now. We got to get another one going. What if it's a hypercube? <laughs> sure, I don't know what that is. Sounds great. And yeah, then, well, we I, the movie, yeah, the movie certainly well, doesn't know what that is either. No, it doesn't. And, like, that's a shame because, like, a smarter person could have done some really cool things with this plot. Yeah. Or, like, playing with time and stuff. Like, there's plenty of great movies that do that. Um, and <laughs> this yeah. feels uh, this feels like a wannabe Christopher Nolan movie, kind of. Dude, honestly, though, it feels about as well written as Tenet. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't know about wannabe. I, I think it's it's it, it the the special effects aren't as good, but it's about as it's about as comprehensive as Tenet. Yeah, we'll see. In these days, it, yeah. in these days, Christopher Nolan was still making good movies mm-hmm. when this one came out. So. Maybe he can again. I don't know. But it was uh, uh, I, sh- I did not like Tenet. It was ahead of its time. I mean, okay. In fairness, I didn't finish Tenet. I got really <laughs> fed up with it and, <laughs> and 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 realized that there was still like another hour and a half left, and I couldn't do it, boys. Well, I was certainly fed up with this movie by the end it uh it is an hour and like 35 minutes but feels longer than that um you want to rate sure um two and a half out of five it's not good but there's some there's some fun schlock i guess uh but i would absolutely rather watch the original every single time i don't feel the need to ever see this movie again (laughs) yeah I agree mostly. I think this movie has some fun, schlocky elements. And, like, you know, at its core, it's still high concept, which is more than a lot of low-budget, shitty B-movies like this do. Um, And some of the effects, you know, are weirdly dated and charming. And, like, looking at early 2000s, uh, CG is always kind of fun. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'll, I'll give it a two out of five. I wouldn't say go out of your way to see it, but it's not the worst either. Uh, you know, I'm I'm real. I'm definitely in between the two of you, but I must choose. You must hyper choose. And I so I uh, I think while it's a dumb movie, there are things that I found to be pretty deeply frustrating about it and a bummer. Because the original is rad, um, uh, there are just a couple of shots in this movie that are so comedically bad that I would definitely <laughs> want to show it to friends. So for that, I'll give it a little bit more. Um, uh, let's say two point five, but just barely. Oh yeah. man, it's it's uh, it's about a two for me as well. But uh, two point five is good, I think. Well, it's fine. Cube two hypercube gets an average rating of cube two point three <laughs> <laughs> out of five, uh, but not cubed. Yeah, I mean, I would say you can if if you're if you're really curious about this one, I guess check it out. But I think you can give it a pass. Just go rewatch the I original. Will say it's probably not going to be the worst sequel movie we cover <laughs> this year. Probably we not. You covering you know more of these sequels. We're running out. <laughs> we're only we're, well, we're we'll, not. We'll, we got we'll plenty. Be, yeah, like I'm not saying we're gonna clean out the barrel, but we'll be scraping. We'll the be bottom. we'll be scraping. We we'll should be, be good. That should be funny, yeah. I think. But uh, we didn't we didn't mention uh just the last thing, the music in this movie. Oh god, yeah. Which is like it's like uh one tricks point never like noodling but not actually like writing in an actual song <laughs> well that's the thing like this is the type of music i would listen to in my spare time but i would not say this is a good soundtrack for this no it, it i mean it doesn't fit at all it doesn't suit the movie at all hell and, no like, the intro is like shots of uh you know, uh, uh, diagrams and uh, designs like boxing stuff out and it's showing the names. And it's supposed to be kind of scary because they're trapped. They're going to be trapped in this thing. But the music is like, 
Yeah, not at all like intimidating or scary. And then there are like times in the movie where it's supposed to be like a high intensity scene and it's got like an Autiker esque kind of like minimalist like dance beat or whatever. Yeah. I don't And it's always to like kind of like like a like a bongo, you know, kind of like percussion. Some vaguely tribal ambient yeah. stuff. But it, and it's like it's like digital it. tribal, you know, kind of shit. But Which it, like, is weird because that almost also put, doesn't like, suit this movie at all. Yeah, like um and and it's nowhere near as like high production quality, but like the beats a lot of the time were like kind of similar to like the Halo da 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 and like it doesn't it doesn't fit at all in this movie. It's weird. the music is completely nowhere near as good as like Martin O'Donnell shit. But uh I feel like they're trying to go through for kind of like ooh it's quantum it doesn't have any rules like it's, it's breaking smart but it's, it's like breaking down yeah like know? math class isn't scary like it's intimidating but it's not scary i don't know math class you know? can be pretty scary if you're bad at math like me yeah but it's not gonna like cube you you don't know that damn you're right though yeah but yeah there's that also um what up with uh the fact that the movies are cube cube to hypercube hypercube do they square the two at the very least is it cube yeah. squared yeah so at least they do that but then the third movie apparently is just cube zero yeah they missed yeah. out a perfectly cube good cubed. opportunity to be cube cubed what the yeah. fuck it's an easy layup yeah, yeah total layup it can't be worth watching no see they sh- they really should have made a cube movie starring all cubans an ice yeah. cube. An ice cube, yes. And Cuban Gooding Jr. <laughs> Cuban Gooding Jr. <laughs> Starring or Cuba. I guess I could say Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. That still works. It does. Yeah. But you're saying they're all Cuba. I was trying to riff on both. Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. C- Cuba Gooding make a, Jr. Make a cubed sequel, a cube three, cube cubed, cubed starring only <laughs> actors with Whoopsie. with the word cube in their name. There you go. <laughs> Ice cube. cube Cuba, Cuba Goody Jr. And that's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. That's, that's the end of that joke. Mark Cuban. Oh, Mark Cuban. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, now you're on to something. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, so maybe, okay, maybe they could do a requel and do Cube Cubed and they bring back the Savant. Well, they just died. did a they just did a Japanese remake recently, which they did. And they? you know what? I want to watch it. Me too, kind of. Yeah, I want to know. I saw the trailer and it looked kind of flat. Whatever happened fun. to that French movie where it was some bitch crawling around in vents? That came out a year or two ago. I feel well. like we might have mentioned it on the podcast yeah. at some point after we saw the trailer, and I totally forgot about it. it. Oh. Tube. Tube. <laughs> tube. Cube. Tube. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. there was a French movie I watched years ago that was like a Cube-style film. I thought that's what you were talking about for a second, but that came out in like 2013. What was that? I, I don't know what the name of it was, but it was a Cube-style film. <laughs> no, Mike, I'm not... I was going to say... I was trying to riff on the French thing, so I was almost going to say lube, and then I was like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> That's all American, baby. Le, cu- le cube, le cube. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> next next week's uh, next week is crimes of the future. Hell, the time yes. is upon us, brethren. The future time, and soon David it will be the present, and then the past crimes of the past. But right now, it's it's crimes of the future. But when we cover the episode, it'll be crimes of the present. <laughs> David Cronenberg is back at his. Cronenbergiest, it looks like um, he's bergen out. I, I've been seeing some. I've been seeing some. Uh, I've been seeing some. Mixed, cut it, but you shouldn't say that. I've, I've been seeing some mixed reviews for this film, but the bad ones make me want to see it more because the way they're describing it is like, yeah, that that sounds like a good thing actually. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, next week is Crimes of the Future. Oh, yeah. So you can look forward to that in the future. Sponsor time. Sponsor time. And this week is brought to you by... It's pretty hard to open these things one-handed. Here we go. Uh, Birch, Schlertz, and Gertz. 
You want some Bert Schlertz and Gertz? Come on down to Bert Schlertz and Glertz where you can Gert and Bert and Skirt and Hurt and Bert Derp Bert. Bert Schlerts and Glertz. Cleveland is collapsing in on himself, much like the hypercube. I've cubed. Uh, help, boys. Bert Schlerts and he's, he's in. He's in an infinite loop. Sherbert and Bert. He's all Sherbert and Bert Schlerts and Glertz. From the owners of Sneed, Seed, and Feed. Is Bert... Man, that'd be confusing if they... Team, that'd be a good name for a restaurant, though, if it was Sherbert's, but Bert was spelled B-U-R-T. And it's S-U-R-E space B-U-R-T. Because he's... Bert is sure that her Sherbert is the best Bert. Bert Reynolds. <laughs> Bert Reynolds really fucked up by not opening a chain of Sherbert restaurants. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> come, come on down to Sherbert Reynolds and Schlertz and Gertz. <laughs> all right, all right. Are the Gertz like? Is that like, like Brogert? Is that? I mean, Gogurt. Sorry, Brogert is something. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's what you defaulted to. <laughs> <laughs> the internet has broken me. Lol, <laughs> <laughs> <All> Brogert. <laughs> I didn't come up with that, but it's very funny. Oh. S- slurp on my gert, cause you know it's perp. Put me in the dirt. Put me in a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for us this week. <laughs> if you like the show, be sure, be sure to leave us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Whew. Uh, you can you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash podpeoplepod. Shout outs to our honorary pod boys, Sam Simon and Zach Confer. Love and appreciate you guys as always. If you want to be like them, you can do that at patreon.com slash podpeoplepod. You can also follow us on Twitter at podpeoplepod and at letterbox.com. Yeah, follow us and we can have a meat cube. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also not my joke but funny <laughs> this <laughs> cube funny. Yeah. this uh, this cube movie needed more meat i think yes. this needed to be really more did. of a meat cube yeah um anyway <laughs> you you can follow me on twitter at some spooky snake i'm on twitter at mr sheets birch schlertz and gertz i'm uh sometimes tweeting for light arc studio uh you can also find me on twitter at mosher town and uh but never don't reach out to these two instead the do that uh but you can also i don't i don't want to be found um uh you can also uh find my work on art station if you search cleveland mosher and of course on dread xp uh where we've got all kinds of incredible games um in the works right now that I'm very excited about. Um, uh, yeah, go go check them out. They're all really cool. My Friendly Neighborhood, Mirror Forge, Mortuary Assistant, Sucker for Love, Dread Collection 5, and all the others. You name it, Spookware, we've got it. All kinds of cool games. That's it. Goodbye. Well, <laughs> the uh, this episode of the podcast has reached its expiration date and will now collapse in on itself. Goodbye. <laughs>